Another huge trade in the NFL, this time a draft trade. An early swap of picks weeks before the NFL draft. New Orleans Saints adding a first-round pick. The Philadelphia Eagles deferring a first-round pick. What does this deal mean for both teams? And are there some other trades on the horizon with star-wide receivers in the NFL? All that coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. That's where those questions will come from on today's Twitter Tuesday. Thanks for making us your first listen, by the way, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and let them know Locked On sent you. Well, it was going to be a full Twitter Tuesday, Matt, which is what you said when you when <laughs> you tweeted out it. and asked for some responses. But uh, as has been the case many times this offseason, our Tuesday shows have been derailed by massive moves. And another one happened Monday. This one all about draft picks between the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think from one side, it makes a lot of sense. From the other side, gets you thinking a little bit about what is up with those Saints and this maneuver. So to just break the whole trade down, it was the the Saints are getting two first-round picks from the Eagles. They're 16th overall and they're 19th overall, so the Eagles still have number 15, and they're getting a sixth-rounder. The Eagles are getting from the Saints number 18 overall, so they're just swapping one. They're going up uh, you know, one from 19 to 18 there. Uh, They're getting a third-rounder this year, number 101. They're getting 237, which is a seventh-rounder this year. They're getting a first-rounder next year from the Saints, and they're getting a 2024 second-rounder from the Saints. So essentially, to simplify this and take away the sixth-rounders and all of that, and seventh-rounders because, I mean, come on. Like the extra pick going up, it's like, all right, we need 200 more points of of value. What are we going to do? All right, well, let's swap, swap 18 for 19. But essentially what happened is the Saints bought their way into the first round and the Eagles deferred their one of their first-round picks to next year, and for that price, they were able to get a, a future second-round pick, essentially. So it's actually not bad value for the Saints to buy a pick this year because we don't know what that pick is going to look like. It could turn out great for the Eagles if the Saints have a bad year. Uh, it could be not great value for the Eagles if the Saints have a really good year, and that's a really late first-round pick because essentially you gave up a mid-first-rounder for a late first-rounder the following year, and then getting a second-rounder two years later isn't a ton of value to get back. So... Here's a big picture thought. I just want to get out of the way before we get into each team, because I am really excited to talk about the the motives of each team. We now, for next year's draft, the 223 draft, we have five teams already that have multiple firsts next year, including the Eagles now, who, um, you know, and all these teams could potentially be quarterback needy. So as we've talked about a lot, the 32 first round picks this year, Eight teams are missing. That's a quarter of the league. Next year, five teams are missing already. So are the Rams setting a precedent? You know, we've talked about this big picture stuff a lot. You know, is it just younger GMs that grew up with analytics and fantasy and Madden and, you know, just or are the value of first round picks very different for different teams? So there's a massive trend here going over a two draft stretch, you know, so I just want to throw that out there first. What side do you want to start with here? 
Let's start with the Eagles because that's the easier okay. side. And I think we're going to need a whole, uh, well, we're going to need a little bit more time to, to get to the Saints. And look, we right, might have to push right. some of these Twitter Tuesday questions into tomorrow because of, of this business. But uh, this is a, an interesting topic that we've got to cover. So the Eagles, it makes perfect sense, right? To get that extra pick next year instead of drafting three times this year. See what's going on with your young quarterback and reevaluate next year. Maybe you need those picks to build around Jalen Hurts. Maybe you need those picks to move up or maneuver around and, and draft the next quarterback in Philly. And we'd already yeah. talked about how that scenario that exactly the Eagles just pulled off would be the ideal scenario in the first round for the Eagles, not draft three times this year, push off a, a first round pick to next year. And they got a little extra for doing that. So that makes perfect sense to me. I don't know if we even need to add anything to that. Uh, very little. I mean, my, my thoughts on it are, in addition to that are let's kick the can down the road for Hertz insurance. As you mentioned, you know, we've talked about that all along when the Eagles had three picks. I think it's important to know, for any kind of trade that deals with draft picks at this point on, teams now are much firmer on what the draft has to offer than they were a month or so ago. I mean, all the haze in the barn with workouts and pro days. Yeah, you have some medical rechecks and things like that, but boards are being built. And my hunch is maybe the Eagles like but don't love between 15 and 20 in this draft. You know what I mean? Like, do we really need three guys from this neighborhood of the draft? Probably not. I mean, it's not like it's the sweetest spot in the land. And then the other thing you have to consider, too, is, sure, it's wonderful to have three first-round picks, but five years from now, picking up three fifth-year options isn't as easy as it sounds. You know, I mean, maybe one of them is easy to just let them go, but you're assuming you're going to hit here. So I think spreading out when the bonuses are due and those type of things makes a lot of sense too. And, but Hertz insurance is the most important thing to me here. And not to mention those Eagles picks were all just grouped into a very small area between right, 15 strange. and 19. And um, you would have thought they would at least moved around if they didn't make a trade like this, they would have moved down or moved up with one of those just to not have, you know, three picks in the exact same location and, and have to make mm -hmm. those decisions in a couple of years with those 50 year options. Uh, so it makes total sense in that regard. I wonder if from the Eagles perspective, and I have a big question about this from the Saints perspective, is timing. You would have thought on the clock, potentially the Eagles could have gotten more and say, what if KC wanted to move up for a a wide receiver? Yeah, could you yeah. have gotten uh, not only a next year first, could you have gotten a this year first and still drafted three times in the first round this year? Could you have gotten more value rather than just a future second round pick? to get a, an unknown first-round pick next year from a team that's trying to be pretty good? It's a great question. And they still have a lot of clout, though. I mean, they still have two first-round picks at 15 and 18. They could go pick a guy at 15 and move from 18 down to 24 or whatever and yeah, still pick could. up more. I mean, there's, there's right. could be more moves to come. But I think that's a great way of looking at it. And I would lump the Packers in there, too. I mean, the Packers and the Chiefs both have two first-round picks after the Eagles' last first-round picks, and their needs are very obvious. And I think wide receivers could start you know, flying off the board. And, oh, by the way, the Saints and Eagles are two of the teams that could be wide receiver needy, too. By the way, looking at the old Jimmy Johnson draft chart, that, that swap of pick 18 to 19 is 25 points of pick value, which is essentially a mid-fifth-round pick. Okay. I want to talk about that for a second, just in, its, in itself, because... <laughs> We've seen some funny things with the Russell Wilson trade and 
Hey, throw in a sixth, and it's a deal. You all know, of like them. They've these, all had something all like them. that, which is really just odd, and it, it makes this whole trade convoluted. You get a sixth one way, a seventh the other way, flipping one spot. I mean, there are really nickel and diming teams for that last point or two on whatever their draft chart looks like, and it's probably not the. I don't think anybody's using the exact Jimmy Johnson trade chart necessarily anymore, but they're somewhat similar. But they're all using some kind of chart yes. because, I mean, if you look at the charts. The Devontae Adams trade and the Tyreek Hill trade are exactly the same <laughs> in terms of point value. Mm -hmm. Watson and Wilson are extremely close, too. Like, they are, you know, putting uh, you know, the, the little weights on the scale and making sure that it adds up perfectly. And on draft day, I don't think you would do that as much. These, you can think about it a little more. Hey, throw in that seventh rounder and, or whatever. But here's a, a little bit of a theory on the 18 to 19 thing is – I don't think you and I were on the air together at this point, but the the draft a couple years ago, the the Judy Ruggs Lamb draft that I said over and over going into that draft, I thought there were sixteen really strong prospects, and then a drop off to seventeen. And the first fifteen picks were fifteen of my sixteen guys, and then Atlanta's on the clock, and I'm like, oh, they'll take CD Lamb, the sixteenth guy that I've left. But they take they took AJ Terrell, who ended up being a wonderful player. So good for them. And then so sixteen out of the of the seventeen picks were the sixteen guys I thought. And I'm just wondering. I mean, it just seems so weird to switch eighteen and nineteen. Are 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 the Saints looking at this draft the same way, saying we have eighteen guys we love, and then there's a teardrop, and we hated sitting at nineteen, and we don't want to be that team that just missed out. Or or Philly's talking to New Orleans all this time and thinking, well, we don't want them to snipe the wide receiver we want at 18. Right, right. So let's get up. And now we have 18. So we've got the hammer on both of their picks. So there's essentially the Chargers in between those picks. It goes at 15. It goes Philly, New Orleans, Chargers, Philly, New Orleans. So Philly's right in front of New Orleans at both of those spots. So if, if there's a similar need, a similar Important. position, Philly knows they can go there first. Maybe that was part of it. And I think wide receiver is the only one that overlaps in terms of team needs. You know, we'll talk Saints here in the next segment, of course. But I think the Saints have three major needs. And that, if that includes quarterback, which is going to be a big conversation point mm -hmm. for us here, is wide receiver and tackle. Well, I don't think the Eagles are going to draft a quarterback. I don't think the Eagles are going to draft a tackle. But they might want to be in front of the Saints for wide receiver reasons. Mm -hmm. if, if all these picks hold up and they take these, they pick in these respective slots. Then what the heck are the New Orleans Saints doing? Why now? Why this move? Here. Let's see if we can get to the bottom of this from the New Orleans Saints standpoint next. Bet Online remains your number one source for all betting needs and sports information this season. Find all the latest developments in the sporting world, including this week's Masters Championship. Odds, podcasts, reviews for all the different angles for all the different leagues this season. NBA hoops are still ongoing, heading toward the playoffs there. Major League Baseball getting underway. Draft props, where will the quarterbacks land? I think that got a little bit more interesting with some of the moves in the league in the last 24 hours. Boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games, even live betting and esports at Bet Online. So get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, your continued source for all sports wagering information. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again for making us your first listen. Make sure you are following along with Locked On NFL, Locked On Experts in under 30 minutes. 
five days a week, Monday through Friday, bringing you the latest going on in the league. A lot of draft coverage as well coming up on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel, so stay tuned to that. You might even see Peacock and Williamson on that channel uh, video style around the draft. <laughs> so um, make sure you tune into that on all of your favorite podcast platforms, just like this program. All right, Matt, New Orleans Saints. So they bought into the draft and are now sitting at pick 16 and 19. They still have a second-round pick as well at number 49 overall, so middle of the second round. So the Saints are well-positioned to do something. What is that something? Why did they do it this early? That's where it's a big uh, it's a big bell going off in my head because this wasn't mm-hmm. them seeing, oh, uh, Charles Cross fell to pick 16. Let's go buy in and, yeah. and buy ourselves a tackle, right? Because you didn't do this to go draft Bernard Raymond or whoever, you know, the fifth tackle off the board at 16, you know, if that's what ends up being the picks there. So the fact that it wasn't an on the clock trade tells me that there's maybe another deal that the Saints are looking at here. Or maybe you're right. Maybe it's just them saying, well, there's 19 good players in this draft, so we want to be drafting twice at 19, and and we didn't mind the cost of buying in because we didn't think it was that big of a cost to not have a first-round pick next year. We want to win now and fill some holes. Yeah, I I think there's two theories here. First of all, anytime you see a deal like this, like your Niners last year was a perfect example. A couple years before that, Philly did it for – Wentz and the Rams did it for Goff. I mean, those guys went in the top two, the top one, the top five. But it's almost anytime that it's not an on-the-clock situation, it's a quarterback move, which I understand. Okay, you know, maybe that's true. Let's go down that avenue. If it's a quarterback move, my hunch is they wanted to get – that they're talking to the Giants, to be honest with you. I mean, the Giants are at five. The Panthers are at six. I wonder if the Saints fear that division rival Carolina is absolutely going to take a quarterback, their quarterback, whether that's Pickett or Willis or whoever. And I've said this a million times. I think Sean Payton would love Pickett. And would do the remaining Saints coaches and staff feel the same way? Maybe. I think Pickett very well could land to Carolina at six. And instead of playing against them, do they want to go get Pickett and talk to the Giants at five, who also pick at seven? If I'm the Giants, I would love to move back and get those two first-round picks or whatever. I mean, i got plenty of needs. If I could pick at seven and have two more picks in the top 20, tremendous. I think that's a possibility, and that shoe might be dropping as we speak. Who the heck knows? Frankly, to give all that up for Kenny Pickett or even Willis to me is bonkers, to be honest with you. I I mean, if it was Trey Lance – I'm in, you know, I mean, if it's fields, I'm in those guys to me just aren't good enough prospects to do that with, but let's stay on that Avenue for a minute. I mean, do you think that's possible? A move like this, it it has to be about quarterback because like I said, they were already in position to draft a wide receiver if they wanted to at 18. So they could have gotten any one player, whether it's a quarterback they hoped fell to them or, you know, a tackle or a wide receiver. If we're thinking those are the main things that they could potentially be drafting with these draft picks. They're already in position to do one of those things. And I don't think you trade up until it's on the clock knowing who that tackle would have been or who that wide receiver would have been right. at 16 because you can't be that confident about who's going to be there at that position. And I think there's a, a, you know, a pretty big drop-off, and I think there's a good chance there's four tackles even gone before 16 anyway. So th- that, to me, is not it. You didn't just draft up because I, you think, oh, I'm going to draft a wide receiver and a tackle now with those two picks. That does not match up in my brain with what I think the draft is going to look like. I might fight you on that a little. Do you think there's going to be 
a a tackle worthy of jumping into buying into the first round this year at number 16? See, here's my other theory. Quarterback aside. Okay, we're the Saints. We're about the most aggressive organization in the league. Maxing out credit cards, going to get guys. We want to win now. It's Mardi Gras every day in New Orleans. You know, I mean, we're not, we're not worried about tomorrow. We don't care about the hangover. We're going to party it up and live it, live strong. And we look at the NFC and say, the NFC stinks. You know, we can get to the playoffs with what we have probably in the NFC. This is not a, a difficult road for us. And here's where I'm going with this is not only did they re-sign Winston and trust me, I understand that they were in the Watson sweepstakes and they probably would prefer him to Winston who wouldn't, I get that. And I also will mention with the caveat, I'm a Winston apologist. I mean, I think he's better than people thought. And I thought he played really well for the saints last year, but not after that move. But when they re when they went out and signed Andy Dalton, I immediately thought, they're no longer in the first round quarterback market. And that was before this trade of, of course, you know, like that's going to be a tackle or a wide receiver. You're not going to go into next year with Winston Dalton and Pickett or Winston Dalton and corral. And so here's my thoughts on it is goes back to the, the counting thing is there's 18, 19, 20 guys. We love, we know four edge rushers will definitely be gone. We're not in that market anyway. There's, you know, five others, you know, the, the corners in Hamilton and the top safety, you know, tackles that are definitely going to be gone when we have, when we're on the clock here at 16, let alone 19. But we trust Jameis enough with a really good defense, a first round tackle and a first round receiver, which I believe they could get both at 16 and 19, that they could consider themselves a contender now. I will buy the idea that there's 19, 20 blue chip first round prospects on their board and they just want two yeah, of those yeah. players. I'm, I do not buy that they think they know which position that's going to be. Now, if Charles Cross falls to 16, they draft him and they, they, you know, they do mm-hmm. backflips and they love it and they get a wide receiver at 19 or vice versa, they get a wide receiver at 16 and uh, somebody they love is there. But I at think 19. you throw Penning in there too and so the wealth the, the wide receivers can probably get both. In my mock draft, four tackles were gone before 16. Okay. In your mock draft, Three were at least gone. I don't remember where Penning went, but it was kind of in that that neighbor. I think he went to the Chargers. At 17. Okay. So maybe 16 versus 17 carries a little weight in the tackle world. But that's that's risky business to count on that. And they're within striking distance to move around from there. If they want to give up their second round pick at number 49, they can get up. If there's a run, they can move again. So I, I, I will buy that they wanted two good players potentially, but I'm not buying that they are done and that it was perfectly wide receiver tackle at 16 and 19 because I, I with the way mm-hmm. tackles are valued in this league I don't think there's a good enough there's there are good enough odds that Penning cross and certainly not the other two tackles would be there on mm-hmm. the board now crazier things have happened so maybe they're like look we like other players too so if you mentioned tackle, Raymond I think there's a possibility that they look at Raymond and right. say He's worth a top twenty pick too because he's a tackle. But did you do all that to draft Bernard Raymond? You know that's that's where I, I, I start to have this. a question. It's like you did all that to get to fight into the round and not even know Alave who's going to be Raymond. on the clock, and you did that to get a guy who's a you know sort of a project tackle. I mean, maybe you love him that much, but I highly doubt that. Um, 
wide receiver, here's the other one. So wide receiver is what you like, right? Well, look, Kansas City's just laughing back here at pick 29 and 30. And they're like, well, why don't we just pack the jar two picks, go up to 13. And we just drafted the the wide receiver you thought you were going to get at 16 and being all cute, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why doing it hand, so yeah. far in advance doesn't add up unless there's another move coming, which to me just screams quarterback. But if you're going to do that, back to the original point, I feel like you have to get the five. And if I'm the Giants at five, especially with two early picks, I'll gladly take those, you know, uh, 16 and 19 off your hands and throw you something else. But it seems like five is the striking spot. I mean, does the league know that Willis is going two and Pickett's going six? I mean, is that what this is telling us? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe the the Saints have had those conversations with those teams and they talked mm-hmm. to. So, and, and let's look at those picks. So on the old Jimmy Johnson chart, which, by the way, if you haven't seen the Jimmy Johnson chart, it starts out at pick number one is worth 3,000 points, and it's just an algorithm that basically every pick is worth less and less until it gets down to one point with those seventh-round picks. So pick 16 is worth, worth about 1,000. So, uh, you know, okay. uh, apparently it would be three, three number 16s is what it would take to go all the way to number one, which is worth 3,000. You know, and it never works out okay. exactly, especially of with course, the top picks, but... because it gets really skewed at the top with the values. But... Uh, with those two picks, 16 and 19, the Saints' value there is about 1875 on this chart, which could get them up to, say, number four, which is worth 1,800 points with the Jets. Um, and maybe even number three. That's maybe, the neighborhood they want to get into. And yeah. right, maybe even number three. You know, the Houston Texans could be absolutely a team that's that's fine with trading down. And who knows, maybe all the way to number two is what that could get you. But you're the Saints. You're hanging out on draft day. Detroit Lions on the clock. They take quarterback. Then you then you engage, right? And then maybe you can get up to number three. And maybe they've had those conversations, and the Texans were like, "Well, we don't want your future first; it might be bad. But if you, if we, if we would take maybe two mid firsts if you could get there." And so maybe this is the precursor, and they already know what that cost is going to be for some teams they want to trade up with. And maybe there's a scenario where, okay, we got to go all the way up to number three, or we got to go all the way up to number four or five and get in front of Carolina to get the second quarterback off the board, which would just be kind of bananas with giving up that cost for what we know about this quarterback class and what what I think about. Yeah. these quarterbacks right um and i mean it's just already crazy that the carolina would be drafting willis or pickett this year at six and they passed on justin fields at eight last year right i mean that's just bad <laughs> right. value and then the the other part of this is the saints are doing all this to spend all this draft capital where this the eagles just told them they're doing the opposite they want to be in a better draft class next year for quarterbacks and the saints are trading into the worst draft class of quarterbacks so that doesn't right. add up either so that's why I'm just like, I don't know what the Saints are doing here. And they really seem like they are acting like the smartest guys in the room. And maybe they are. And we're just a bunch of dummies. But I, I'm just not really seeing the value in doing all of this. Uh, but they must love a quarterback. That, that really seems like it has to be the case. Unless they're really confident in what's going to be there at 16 and 19. But why wouldn't you just wait until you're on the clock to make that move? Speaking of trades, let's open up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag. What about some more wide receivers that could be on the move this offseason? You can save not only money, but you can save time when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's only $216, the very same exact part from rockauto.com. Family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and rockauto.com prices are reliably low for every customer, no matter if you are a professional or an at-home do-it-yourselfer. They are stocked with everything you need, an unbelievable 
selection at rockauto.com. Everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for the inside of your vehicle. Oh, and the all-important wiper blades, which was my first purchase from rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Any last thoughts on the Philly-New Orleans trade, Matt, before we get to the wide receivers that could be on the move? DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, a lot of smoke out there about some of these star wide receivers that are about to cash in on their first free agent contract. I might regret this 10 minutes from now because I did lay out two avenues. One was quarterback related, one was not. But I think it's 50-50, you know, in terms of competing now versus going to get a quarterback. And here's the thing I want to throw out you out at you. Like, Williamson always brings it back to the Steelers. But I, I get this all the time. What a, The Steelers won't pick a quarterback at 20 because they have Haskins, Rudolph, and Trubisky. Like, that doesn't matter. Who cares about Rudolph and, and Haskins? Is Dalton and Winston enough? Because you just signed both them and gave them a signing bonus. Is that enough for you not to draft a quarterback, or are they just tiny speed bumps? And Is that, yeah, it, 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 would, it would signal the plan, it would seem like. It would, mm-hmm. signal that, it would signal that when they did that, their plan was that they probably weren't going to be drafting a quarterback. But they didn't like uh, anybody. And right. they still have Taysom Hill. Uh, yes. By the way, just minutes ago, Blake Bortold was uh, granted. He asked for and was granted his release from the Saints. So maybe future oh, USFL okay. quarterback yeah. Blake Bortles potentially. So they even had Bortles <laughs> there too with Taysom Hill. They had four quarterbacks. And now down to three. So, or two yeah, it would be an odd way to accumulate quarterbacks in the season because you're not going to trade Dalton or Winston it's peculiar leading up to this. And that's what made me think that there's a 50% chance that they think they can win with their quarterbacks. We saw what happened when Winston got hurt. You got great Winston insurance in Dalton and give him another you know, receiver and a tackle and whatever. I don't know. I, I mean, again, I might eat those words in an hour when it comes across that Schefter says they moved it to five and made a deal <laughs> with the Giants or right. they're three now. Because like, those, well, then they're obviously after a quarter. Those early trades you referenced earlier, like last year, the 49ers knew they might not even have known who their right. quarterback was going to be at three, but they knew who was going one and two already. And exactly, in exactly. 2016 with Goff and Wentz, you know, you're going all the way up to one and two. You know who's going to be there. This is right, not the right. case for the Saints, which means to me it, this is a, this is an early trigger for a move they had to position themselves for, and we'll see what that potentially is. And in fact, I'm going to do a quarterback only mock draft. I think for this week, maybe tomorrow's show, and we can maybe get to the bottom and see what makes sense here with some of this, and and play that out, and and see how we think it's going to go with the quarterbacks and where they could ultimately land. But I would I would assume stock up right now for quarterbacks. I guess so. I mean, I think that's what the league's telling us. I mean, does that imply that the league knows that Detroit, Carolina, maybe Atlanta, Seattle are all in play in the top nine for one of these quarterbacks? I, I, don't I think, think, I think that we're probably learning that at least two quarterbacks will be gone by 16, and I wasn't really sold on that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, that, I think the tea leaves are telling us that. I, I do agree with you. Does that mean the Saints will end up with one or not? I guess we don't know that. Maybe by the end of the week we will. Um, last note on this trade, though, from an Eagles perspective, I want to throw out there. Now, all of a sudden, yeah, they 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 kicked the can down the road a little bit in terms of draft capital. Sure. You know, like they don't have as much firepower in this draft as they had, you know, a, a day ago. I get that. But boy, if somebody starts falling 
early second round or th- I mean, they, they can attack at any point in this draft and go up and get somebody they like, you know, even after they've spent their for two first round picks, they got tons of cards in their back pocket. Oh yeah. They, they traded out of the first round completely. They still have 10 draft picks. They have two thirds, yeah. three fifths, um, none is six. They have a seventh and they've got an, a, another pick at 51 in the second round too. So they can do a ton. The Philadelphia extra Eagles future game. second, extra future first, yes. you know, I mean, if there's somebody they love, they'll get them. And how about this? Just looking at this draft board and and looking at Philly, who could draft the wide receiver, New Orleans, that could draft the wide receiver. There's four picks in five between 15 and 19. If you're Green Bay, who's got two firsts, if you're Kansas City, who's got two firsts, and everyone thinks that they're going to draft the quarterback, and if they really do want a quarterback, one of those teams, like there's going to be a quarterback that goes between, you know, say Houston at 13, maybe Baltimore 14, maybe Minnesota at 12, you know, a trade up into that point in front of those two teams. There's going to be a quarterback that's currently not selecting there on draft day that's going to move up in front of those guys to make sure they get their guy at, at wide receiver. I think the receiver conversation is really interesting, too, because Tom McShay put out a mock today and he had Garrett Wilson go to the Jets at four. You know, like I've been seeing, I've seen a lot of, of London yes, and Wilson London and going Wilson. really high in the top 10 and right. Like not getting past Atlanta. You know, I mean, if Seattle trades DK and or Lockett, they could go receiver. Like there's a lot of receiver landmines if you need one. And I know it's always a good receiver draft, but Washington, you know, I mean, Philly saints, you know, even the chargers, certainly the Steelers Patriots, but even earlier ones, you know, I mean, Atlanta, Seattle, certainly the Jets keep getting linked to them. I, I think that receivers are going to go pretty quick. I do think the league's selling us that. Yeah, and speaking of wide receivers and trades, this is the perfect segue into the question from Nicholas on Twitter. He says, question for Twitter Tuesday, what are your guys' thoughts on Terry McLaurin trade rumors? Are they real or fake? And there's been a ton of talk about A.J. Brown, a ton of talk about D.K. Metcalf. Apparently, to according to one report, D.K. Metcalf is uh, somebody that they that – the, that the Seahawks would at least be willing to listen to offers for. The Titans are not listening to offers for A.J. Brown, according to reports. I've heard McLaurin in this as well because I think, you know, it might be the Jets that started this, and they're just calling about all these wide receivers that have a contract coming up, and some teams might not want to pay those. So, you know, Washington at 11 could absolutely, could they trade McLaurin and draft a wide receiver there? You could probably fit a wide receiver into a lot of spots here in the draft between 4 and 15. Um, and really all through the the first round. But as far as those trade rumors go, DK, McLaurin, A.J. Brown, do you think we actually see one of those players moved? I do. And again, this is another overriding theme, kind of like trading future first, is I think the general perception of the value and more so the paying of wide receivers is changing in the league very rapidly. And it all stems from, there's so much talent coming in in the the draft every year. I can get a second round dude, plug him in, and he might be a pro bowler. You know, I mean, so uh, I think half the teams are really valuing the stars and are willing to pay them still. Half the teams are saying, I'm not going to give them the money that they want, the 20 million ish for the Metcalfs and Browns and uh, McLaurins. But I mean, all those guys are phenomenal players to me. You know, Metcalf, McLaurin, A.J. Brown. And I would pay heavy for them. But if you're Washington and you're looking at it like, I can draft Garrett Wilson, trade McLaurin for two or three really strong assets. I still have Samuel and Denami Brown. 
it's not so bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like it's tough. I, for, I could definitely see a moving. It's tough for Washington because they have an expensive, not super expensive anymore with these, you know, this day and age, not a $40 million quarterback, but Carson Wentz isn't cheap this year. And that's what we're seeing is teams are either loading up on wide receivers to help out their quarterback. That might not be elite tier, or once mm-hmm. they have that elite tier quarterback and they've got to pay them a ton, they're like, okay, well, you're going to make this passing game run and we're going to trade away the expensive wide receiver because we've got the quarterback that can make the other receivers play up and we're going to get cheaper there so that's interesting too is how these teams maneuver if you got that quarterback maybe you cannot pay the receivers and if you don't have that quarterback maybe you got to go get all the weapons you can and, and not worry about what the cost is right right i mean like that makes sense i mean if you're gonna have a rookie quarterback on a uh, on a cheap deal well maybe i'll spend on receivers i mean maybe it's just we're going to spend X on our passing game. And if I have Mahomes, well, I can't have Hill and Kelsey. So I got to go cheap and I got to, you know, spread it out and get a little younger. I understand all that, but I do think the, the plate tectonics of the wide receiver outlook and value of that position is changing under our feet right now. Speaking of DK Metcalf. Oh, by the way, Larry Bird making an appearance on the podcast. He's fired up in the oh, background been- <laughs> talking about the trade market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, pull back the curtain, but we're not in the uh, the usual Williamson studio today. It's yeah. under repair, and Larry's being a good boy with uh, the blanket over his head. But he's uh, chiming in now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a big fan he's of the wide receiver enough. trade market. <laughs> Here's us talking about him is what's going on. Um, I, I saw this tweet of a video of uh, speaking of tweets. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. I like it. Uh, a high school junior named Nicholas Harbor and. Uh, he ran a 10.32 100-meter dash in high school. He's a five-star recruit, not as a wide receiver, not as a corner, as a defensive lineman. He's 6'5", 235 pounds. Have you seen the video of this guy run? It was like, oh, okay, let's click on this big defensive lineman who's a sprinter. And, it, and it's like, oh, which one is he? And then you see him pop up out of their stance. You're like, oh, okay, I know exactly which one this guy is. He is massive, and it reminded me of – when DK Metcalf was trying to run those Olympic qualifiers in yeah. and DK ran a, a crazy good time for a football player. And he's, you know, huge and, and looked out of place with those sprinters and, and DK Metcalf is six four two thirty, Right. And he ran a 10.36 hundred meter in those. Uh, and this kid, this junior in high school at six five two thirty five, defensive lineman, he ran faster at 10.32 hundred meter. Like it's starting to get scary. We saw what some of those big guys were running at the combine. Like, are we start going to start to see six five two thirty like everywhere in the NFL at every position at some point? Because I mean, just unbelievable athletes out there. One hundred percent. And I did see it. It reminded me of Andy Reid at the punt pass and kick competition. You know, like he shouldn't be playing <laughs> so or much bigger. Kramer at the dojo. I mean, it was like he's bigger and stronger than everybody else. You know. Um, but how long have I been saying this? And you know, we talk about it a lot. This the the defensive linemen entering football, the NFL, the combine, college, whatever, get freakier exponentially, you know, every year. It's insane. All right, we got to get out of here. We're out of time. We will push those Twitter Tuesday back questions back tomorrow. Um, I've got some thoughts on the quarterbacks. Maybe do a quick quarterback only mock draft as well. I like it tomorrow you know to sort of piggyback off this trade and what things look like now in the first round and beyond with just the quarterbacks and where they could maybe go in the draft and I have some uh some other intel about potentially giving us a clue about what quarterback a team could potentially be in love with so all that coming up tomorrow thanks everybody for making us your first listen 
Uh, Matt can go take care of Larry Bird now, who's who's fired up about the <laughs> trade market with wide receivers. And um, DK Metcalf, by the way, Matt, did you see his diet? One one meal a day, a cup of coffee, and three or four bags of candy. Yeah, right, right. I'm I'm sure I'd look like that if I ate that way too. <laughs> and he's running a ten three <laughs> a ten three six hundred. He looks like a Greek god uh, statue. Yeah, it's uh, that, that is madness. All right, uh, for your second listen, check out Matt doing Locked On Dynasty. I'm doing Locked On Forty ers Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, Locked On NFL Draft as well, taking us up through draft day, talking about the NFL annual selection meeting every day right here on the network. Matt and I back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.